to the Giving Gifts podcast, a space for real people to share real stories as they navigate using their gifts in this world. Something I always tell whoever I'm recording with is to just imagine that there's a third person with us. Whether we're on Zoom or actually getting to record in person, just imagine that there's someone else who's participating in this conversation and that that person is taking on the important role of listener. I love that visual because it creates an actual space for you. You are the third person in this conversation. And I think you're gonna really enjoy the conversation today. Let me tell you a little bit about Oksana Orlik. Actually, I'm just gonna tell you about the first time her and I had conflict because it was pretty quickly after meeting. I was totally convinced that Oksana just didn't like me, mostly because every time I would say anything, she'd just get this look on her face. So I decided I was gonna approach her and just ask her, hey, is there something that I'm doing that is frustrating to you or something I could be doing differently? And when I approached Oksana with this, her response was <laughs> fascinating. She just said, yeah, thanks for letting me know. Honestly, I don't really think I don't like you. Maybe that look was just me listening. <laughs> and this would be the start of what I would consider to be one of the most solid friendships I've experienced over the past few years. A friend who really does listen. And if I'm being honest, sometimes having a friend who's committed to listening can be frustrating because they're not just going to give you what you think you want, but what you actually need. Oksana is not the friend who just validates for the sake of validation. She is the friend who is slow to react, whose words are meaningful and thoughtful. Oksana is a friend who will just listen. Well, my name is Oksana, and that name comes from Ukraine. My mom is Ukrainian, and that is a huge part of my process of becoming who I am. For so long, I did not like my name because nobody could pronounce it. And it was the easiest way for people or just point out that I was different or that I didn't belong in whatever classroom or Starbucks even, you know. <laughs> but I think a big part of my story is coming to really love my name and what it, the uniqueness that, repre that it represents and who I am behind that name. And there's a, a lot of things I'm passionate about from things like the clouds and giraffes, <laughs> just love giraffes, um, to just the world. I, I love experiencing the world, whether that is getting to actually go to different places or to experience food or to just talk to people who are from different parts of the world. I love I have so much experience being in spaces where people have accents or don't un don't speak the same language. So I just love being put into a situation where I have to communicate with people who don't speak the same language. Um, but then also like chocolate chip cookies, you know, I'm really passionate <laughs> about those. I would say what makes me me 
is a combination of all of the things I have experienced in my life. The family I grew up in, the places I've lived, the schools I've gone to, a lot of the books that I've read, people I've listened to. Um, yeah, I, I really do feel like I'm a combination of just all of the things I've collected from other people throughout my life. So when we talked about doing this podcast, there were a lot of different areas that we talked about talking about, and there was kind of a consistent theme, and that was this idea of listening. So being a person who values listening, who is learning how to listen, who yeah, sees the need for more listening in this world. And I think that's probably reflective of a lot of the different areas you've talked about um, being a collector of. So your experience up until now, your experience right now, and the experience you want to have moving forward. So why why is listening important to you? A, a big part of me realizing how important listening is has just come up in the last few years. But as I've reflected in the last few years, that's what made me realize, oh, my whole life I've had experiences that have made me be really passionate about listening. For one, I'm a child of immigrants. And so I kind of, I mean, not kind of, I grew up in the world, in between two worlds, constantly having to translate for my parents as soon as I learned English. And so I had a lot of experiences from a young age realizing, oh, even the interactions that I witnessed my parents having with my teachers or at the grocery store or at the bank, people wouldn't listen to someone or didn't take the time to listen to someone who had broken English or who maybe didn't have all the right words to say. And so I think just from a young age, I've picked up on um, just times where people don't listen well and then have realized, oh, people all over the place don't listen well, um, whether that's just at the grocery store or in school or in the workplace, all over the place. Yeah. And when it comes to uh, the Giving Gifts has these pillars that we do these podcasts around, right? And you're super familiar with them because you have kind of been along for this entire process of the Giving Gifts and especially with this podcast. And so a common core of, of my life and your life and really the direction the giving gifts is going in are are these pillars two aspects of the pillars are relationships and connection and so i'm curious when it comes to this idea of relationship and connecting with one another why would being a person who listens to other people be important and also and and i think that this might tie in some of your story as a child, why might that also be difficult to listen to people? Yeah. Yeah, I I just don't think you can have relationship or connection without listening, at least not real connection or relationship, um, because then I'm just going off of my own expectations or what I think people are thinking or wanting or believing. And even though I tend to think I know, I'm usually wrong in those experiences. So I just don't think it's it's possible to have true connection without listening. But listening is very difficult for so many reasons. I think for one, 
when we have to listen to other people, a lot of things go on inside of ourselves. And sometimes that's just normal distraction of all of the things I have to do today or what I think about. But at the same time, there's also things that come up in us when we listen to other people talk about difficult things or things that are painful or things that we might personally have tension with or feel anxiety about. And we tend to want, or at least I'll speak for myself, I tend to want to avoid those things for myself. And so when I'm, I have to listen to somebody else sharing those things, I have an experience within myself that can be something I want to avoid. And so that can make listening really difficult too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have an example of a time that you chose to lean into that tension, like chose to lean into, wow, my instinct is that I don't want to listen right now, or I don't know how to listen right now, and I'm going to choose to. Yeah. Man, <laughs> so I think I have so many examples from the last just few years living in the United States, just everything that has been happening, whether politically or even religiously, you know, I'm on staff at a church. So that that brings a lot of dynamics or even in spiritual direction, sitting with someone who is sharing an experience that either I'm like, theologically, that is insane, or, you know, that doesn't make any sense. Or on when people are talking about the experience of other humans in the world. I think that is a, a point I feel really sensitive about. And so when I feel like someone is not listening well, I have a hard time listening to them. And then I have to have this moment where I realize, oh, I'm doing the same thing that you're doing. So I guess that's not one one exact example, but I have so many. Yeah, I love that example. Uh, the last thing you just said, which was when I notice someone who's not listening well, it makes it difficult for me to listen to them. And then I'm doing the same thing that's mm-hmm. frustrating me. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, another thing you and I talk a lot about are are these, the concept of diversity and how it sounds beautiful, right? That we would be people who can accept and include people who are different than us. But I think when it comes down to it, it is what you just said. It's really hard to do, mm-hmm. right? Because it, it, it forces us to engage with individuals who think differently and speak differently and have different ideas. And so in our world right now, there's a big conversation about diversity, right? There's, there's this needing and this wanting, but in, in actuality to live that out, there also needs to be a a transformation of the way that we listen in, in our society and in our own lives. How does listening play a part in that transformation and play a part in this idea of diversity Mm -hmm. or what would need to shift maybe? Mm -hmm. I think the first thing is having a desire to listen because I would say the first step to transformation is being able to listen and to become aware of one, what needs to be transformed, but also of all of the options that can take place in transformation. But If there's no desire to even engage in the work of listening, actually listening, not just, oh yeah, you know, I'm, I think it's easy for, at least I've been in experiences where 
it's easy to look like I'm listening, but I'm not actually listening or not fully engaging with what I'm listening to. And so that desire to listen to people who have different experiences, people who um, have other ideas or other views on how life can be is so important. Do you have any um, examples of maybe like how how listening to someone when you were challenged to do that or vice versa, when someone chose to listen to you, actually transform the way that you viewed something or someone? Yeah, I would say that happens a lot. For some reason, this really feels like a super silly one, but this first comes to mind is when people get my name right. I feel like that just because, and I, I, it really doesn't feel that significant even as I'm talking about it, but for some reason that is what first comes to mind when someone hears my name and then actually uses my name. It's, it's honestly such a rare experience for me that it feels like a time where it's again, so simple, but oh my goodness, this person just actually heard me say my name and then used my name. Um, comes to mind as an example for sure um I could think of a deeper example <laughs> I like that example honestly I think I'll share I'll share one too because you know the reason that a part of the reason that I asked you um to to share on this topic of listening is because I think it's something you do really well and I my example of of that and how that's led to even my own transformation sometimes is, you know, I think that when we talk to one another, there's always this exchange and often that exchange is just with words, right? So I say something and then you say something and something I've noticed that you do really well is sometimes you won't say anything at all, right? So I will be in a situation where, where I'm explaining this is what's happening or this is what I'm thinking or what I'm feeling and your response is actually not verbal, but it's, it's attuned, it's listening. Mm -hmm. And you will often respond with either another question or you'll reiterate what you just heard and how that's helped me in times and in situations is that I'm able to then sit with what I just said. Mm -hmm. Because when someone can listen well to you, you can then begin to listen to more than what you're just saying as well, Mm -hmm. right? Because words really are only so much of what we're trying to communicate. Yeah. And so I'm curious of of how you came to to that place. Mm Mm-hmm. Honestly, a big part of it was in my grad program. I Part of my grad program included spiritual direction training. And that was basically all of my educational experience at that time was under like a microscope where I felt like I was in a snow globe where every response that you have to someone was honestly questioned a little bit like why did you ask that question why did you have that response why did you think that way what are you trying to get at in this conversation and so much of that was this really practical training for this is 
how you listen to a person without having, um, like having some sort of agenda for your listening and the conversation. And really those years of my life when I had the privilege of getting that practical training is when I reflected on all of the experiences in my life of where I felt like, oh yeah, it's actually so, so rare to really, really be heard by someone. And I have an opportunity to be someone who provides that form of care for people by just being someone who doesn't have an agenda, isn't trying to, you know, well, you should listen to my story about this um, or interject with advice. I think that's a big one. And part of that comes from even my own personality. I do feel like I have a little bit of a skeptical side of me when people try to advise me in situations, even if it's good advice. I'm like, why are you giving me advice, you know? And so when I think about that, I think when I'm in a situation with someone, I just realize I never really want to hear advice from people when I want to process through something that is happening in my life. So why do I feel like I need to offer someone advice? Or how do I even know what to tell a person? And I that is something I have learned as a pastor and as a spiritual director. I listen to so many things where I just think, I don't even... I don't know what you should do or I don't I don't have advice for you or I can't fix your situation or I can't even say anything right now that's going to make you feel better but I'm here listening to you and honestly this is as cliche as it gets but that is enough and it has been enough in so many so many circumstances that I've experienced yeah and I actually don't think that's cliche at all because I don't think that this is something we really talk about enough is, you know, there's whole degrees on communication and saying the right things and understanding language and understanding words, right? And there's very little on being a person who truly listens Mm -hmm. to people and truly cares through the act of listening, right? We're just so quick to respond and fix. And we see this across our world right now right? There's a problem, I'm going to fix it. So I think that is why this is so important and why I, I love to have these conversations with you and think that this is a really important conversation for us to be having right now is when you can't fix something, whether that's another person or a social issue or even an issue in our own world or our own lives if we can't fix something then how how can we listen and when can listening just be enough right how do you so I guess I would ask you that how do you find the balance between listening and responding oh that's a hard question (laughs) I feel like for me, a response is probably pretty rare when I, as I'm kind of thinking back on intentional conversations that I have with people, at least a response as far as, well, here's my feedback or here's what I think. Um, Discerning 
when that is necessary is difficult. And I feel like I'm still learning what that looks like because I've had times where I have responded and in retrospect, I think I shouldn't have in that moment. Or there are times when I didn't respond. And in retrospect, I think I really should have responded in that moment. And so I don't know. I don't know if I have if I have an answer for that, because I think I'm still I'm still learning that. Mm-hmm. And that's responding almost in the moment, right? There's other ways for us to respond to what we're hearing. True. And and I will say, I think that is something I see you do. Right. And that might be a more like thoughtful process before speaking or, mm-hmm. um, you know, again, you you talked about how there's been so many books that have influenced you or people you listen to that have influenced you. Right. So when you sit with those things and you process through those things and you listen to it, then there's this choice to respond to to what you're listening to. How, like that, that is what is your process in that? Mm-hmm. Whether that's teaching or a post or writing or... It's interesting to reflect on that because I don't know if I have a very specific process. I think there are times when I try to be intentional. For example, like preaching every Sunday is a time where I just... Sometimes I just have to do it. I have I have to have something to say on Sunday, you know. But in my writing, for example, and things that I post about, I think there are just times where something I've been thinking about for a while just kind of comes together in my brain in a way that, yeah, just feels like, okay, I'm ready to write this, which is why, you know, I feel like I'm the most sporadic poster on anything it's like well I don't I don't know when a good time to post is because I had this thought at 1 a.m so I'm gonna post it right now or um yeah but I think I do in as I'm even processing it in the moment think I I do spend a lot of time thinking inside of my head about the things that I'm reading about um I I walk a ton and that is really my space where in my head I'm really concerning. Like, what have I read? What have I listened to? What am I experiencing? What's happening in the world right now? And how do those pieces connect for me? And then, honestly, I'll usually write about it, whether it's something I post or not. Writing is how I figure out my response. Hmm. And I would say that that is a, re- that is a response to listening. Right, True. because it's really taking all the things that you input into your brain, into your ears, into the way you read or or, or hear things, and choosing what you do with that. Hmm. And I think, again, that process is not something we're all familiar with as people. It's not something we're necessarily really taught, hmm. right, to yeah. sit with something for a minute yeah. before you respond, to listen to the impact it's having on your thoughts and your response system is reflective of the way you listen. Mm. So if we're, we're all just really reactive, then are we really listening well? Mm. And I think 
This is something I feel like I say a lot is there are so many voices in our world right now. There are so many different outlets and people and headlines fighting for attention and fighting to be heard. And I'm just curious, how do you choose what to listen to in a world where there is so much noise? And and then what do you what do you do with that or what is your advice or perspective if someone is wanting to learn how to really listen? Yeah. The first part of the question I would say is also something I feel like I am really learning right now or in the last couple of years because if you would have asked me this maybe a year, a year and a half ago, I probably would have responded with something along the lines of we should be listening to everything possible, everyone possible, every voice possible. Um, And I think I just, I I tried that for a little bit and that wasn't working very well because then I felt like I couldn't thoughtfully really engage in anything. Um, So I would say now I do try to be really thoughtful in listening to different different voices for sure different perspectives i try to pay attention if if i'm reading say an article and i find myself getting really angry or disagreeing with what i'm reading that is something i have learned to okay like i need to finish this article because there's a lot happening inside of me and i'm immediately disagreeing and this point is so ridiculous how could you think that And so that is an example of something, okay, I know I need to read this and just consider it. But for example, I try to choose, like that would be an article that I'm reading. I have really limited my social media intake these days because it really did become overwhelming to listen to. Okay, yes, I do. I genuinely believe everyone should be heard, um, but not necessarily on every single thought that I possibly have to put out in the world. And so I've, I'm learning how to limit that. And then your second question, this, I mean, this, this might sound a little bit counterintuitive at first, but I would say for anyone that is trying to learn to listen well, the first thing that each of us really has to do is to listen to ourselves. And before we respond to someone in a conversation or respond in any way, ask, why do I want to say what I'm going to say? Or what, why am I responding how I'm responding? Or what, what is my goal and what I have to say? And then like assessing that within myself and then deciding, is this something I should actually say out loud or not? And then after a while, I feel like that, at least for me, that became the practice of, oh, I would have something come up inside of me and then think, why do I need to say this? oh, I don't actually need to say this. I just wanted to make sure that person heard me or I didn't want that person to be the last person that said something in this conversation or, well, I was thinking a great thought. I just want to add it, you know? And that helps me sort through what I think is actually important to say or not. And so I really think the first step is asking yourself those questions. And yeah. Yeah, isn't it like some kind of phrase? 
<laughs> neither of us really get phrases correct, <laughs> yes. so maybe somebody can fix this for us. But like, pretty sure it's a phrase that's like, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Like that was something as I think I probably heard a lot mm-hmm. as a child. Mm-hmm. And. I think it always bothered me as a child because it was like, okay, so we're just telling people to only say, quote unquote, nice things or whatever. Mm -hmm. But the more that I feel like I am learning about how to be a person who listens, the more I'm learning about how, how listening calls me to be a more thoughtful responder. Too. It's not just about closing my mouth all the time, but it's about being really selective of when I choose to speak because I'm listening to what is needed. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And that's what I hear you saying is there's absolutely times where you need to speak. Absolutely. And there are times where you also need to listen and sometimes listening requires us to not speak Mm -hmm. and sometimes listening requires us to actually turn off the things we're listening to Mm -hmm. to be in a position to even hear right like listening isn't just in taking all the sound you can right it's processing through the sound and deciding what to do with it right and, and that's kind of what I just heard you say is we need to be able to do that and we need to be able to figure out when to respond to that as well. Right. So, yeah, I think, man, I just, I just can, can just get excited about imagining if, if myself could do that well sometimes, you know, <laughs> like how many times I'll just get frustrated at something and I just want to tune it out or excited about something else and I it's all I want to listen to right and how either both of those can be pretty destructive Mm -hmm. so it's also this like balance of listening to voices but but realizing you can't always be listening to all the voices so you know it's it's this tension of both that I hear you talking about Mm mm-hmm yeah, this is this is a fun, just a fun idea. What do you think, if we could be a society who learned to listen to one another, how would that impact anything? What would that impact? <laughs> Everything, honestly. Um, man, I really do think if we were willing to truly listen to people listen to each other, even listen to ourselves, we would be actually contributing to the flourishing of the world. Like we were meant to be doing as humans from the beginning. If we were able to actually listen to people and understand, oh, wait a minute, my actions, whether they're intentional or not, or well-meaning or not, are affecting the flourishing of your community, of your country, of your family, of somebody else that you care about. Oh my goodness. I just feel like so much would change in our world if we were actually willing to listen to people, their experiences, with where they come from, why they've arrived at the convictions that they hold, 
Man, I just think the world would be so different. <laughs> Which would be, I think, an important difference right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you for being a person who... Something I heard over and over, and I knew this about you, and I admire this about you, is that you're honest about the areas you're still learning, right? So um, anyone who knows you would probably be like, this is something Oksana is an expert about. And you would quickly say, well, I'm, I'm just learning. I'm just learning. And I think um, that is something I just totally admire about you is your commitment to continue to learn, to not have arrived no matter how many degrees you decide to end up getting, <laughs> which you will probably collect more. Um, you're committed to continuing to learn, but not just for the sake of holding information and knowledge, but really for the desire to care well for people. And I just, I really respect that and admire that and appreciate that and think the world just needs more of you. So Thank you for your time and your honesty and just even just what you contribute to to my life and to just people's lives. So thank you. Thank you. So kind. <laughs> if what you want is to brighten up your do cows like to hear jokes why because they enjoy being amused <laughs> but the best part is you said amuse and not amuse that's what i meant <laughs> thanks for listening to the giving gifts like share and subscribe this show is the shit spread some love and joy Know that you're a gift